0: Hello and welcome to In the Isleways. I am your host, Lola Michelin, and today we are talking with Dr. Pamela Maynard from Conscious Hoofbeat. And uh, Dr. Maynard, I'm so happy to have you here today. Thanks for taking some time out with us.
1: Thank you for having me. It's my pleasure.
0: So, I want to start by sharing something one of your clients said about your inner health circle for horsewomen. She said, this is where I go to fill my cup. And that struck me as a really powerful statement. Can you tell us a little bit about Inner Health Circle?
1: I'm um, sure as far as the statement about filling your cup, I feel and and I think every woman can relate to this, horse woman or not, that we women have a tendency of caring for others and putting everyone else before us uh, you know, the family, the kids, and then t- on top of it, because we are horsewomen, then the horses come before us. And at the end of the day, you know, our our tank is depleted and we don't always take time for ourselves. Um, as women, I feel we still have very outdated models as to what a good woman looks like. You know, what's a good mom, a good partner, and it really That old model says it's for us to be all sacrificing, isn't it? Would you agree?
0: I agree. I do agree.
1: So when women take the time for themselves, which is what Inner Health Circle is all about, that's when we can fill our cup, where we can refill our tank and be re-energized. And it's it's part of self-care. It's part of taking care of us and giving ourselves permission to do that. A lot of women have a real struggle with giving themselves permission. And so to be able to do that, whether you want to participate once a month or once a week, that's your time, right? You're unplugged, you're shut off from the rest of the world. And it's all about you filling your cup, doing your inner work so that you can go back to the world, back to the family, back. To your job and back to your horses and be renewed and should be showing up in a more authentic, better, healthy place.
0: Wow, oh, that sounds fabulous. Um, so I know your business, Conscious Hoofbeat, focuses on the inner health practices for lifestyle horse women. Um, can you just give me like an example, two or three examples of what an inner health practice looks like?
1: Sure. Uh, The first thing that comes to mind for me, because I do it a lot and I have since I was a kid, is journaling. That is a huge inner health practice for me where I can sit down at the end of the day. And if I had a crappy day, I can put it on paper and get it out. So I'm not internalizing this. It helps me have a better night's sleep. I also keep a horse journal. So if I have a lesson or go to a clinic, or have some cool ahas with my horses, or even a bad day with my horse. I journal about it, and it, I also ask myself, "Where was I at today in my, you know, heart space and my mental space, and how did my horse react?" Or, you know, or my horse was super great today. You know, what did we do right? And to to um, document that, so journaling has been a huge practice for me. Um, Showing up for circle is an inner health practice. Taking that time for myself and exploring some internal dialogue and allowing myself to process things um, in a safe space where there is no judgment. And one of the things I always say is what happens in circle stays in circle. And we honor that so we can be vulnerable and authentic and share from our heart and um, a third inner practice is my horses but not just oh i'm going out and i'm riding and i'm doing my thing but really i i always say this that horses are my spiritual practice and the barn is my church and it's how i show up for them and i when i show up i'm present i'm in the here and now do i do it all the time? like No, sometimes I have my phone on while I'm cleaning poop because I have to multitask or I won't get other things done. But I make it a point that when I go out into the arena, my phone is in the barn and I am present with that horse. And if I'm not, then I take the time to get myself grounded, do a little breath work. And maybe if I can't get myself in that good place, maybe I don't ride that day.
0: I think that's really a valuable thing for people to dwell on is we often are like, well, this is my hour to ride, or this is my scheduled lesson, or this is the only time I can fit this in. And it's, it's nice to have permission, whether you give it to yourself or somebody reminds you that if you're not in that space, it's okay to say, you know what, I'm just going to take you for a, a walk today. We're going to go hand graze because I'm not going to sit on you in in this space or in this you know mental state um i think that's a good reminder that as horsewomen we do have that responsibility to our horses that um to be present and to kind of check in and say is this the best time for us to be doing this activity or is there a different way around it i also love the idea of journaling i'm a big journaler myself too so you and i share that um i even in my classes That's a homework exercise for our students while they're in class is we give them a journal so that at the end of the day, they can kind of review the day and jot down things that may have come up for them during the day. I find that a lot of times when you go to journal, the thoughts about your day that come up are completely different than what you were having at the time you were doing the activity you're journaling about. You realize uh, nuances about things and make connections, for me anyway. I'll find like, oh yeah, that happened in the morning, but then something else I did later in the day, connect the two. And I know from a neuroscience standpoint, journaling at the end of your day has a tremendous impact on your long-term memory and what information you integrate into your, um, you know, from your prefrontal cortex to your long-term memory
1: yeah so you're talking about the neuroscience behind it and and I just want to point out it there's nothing wrong with typing, but I hand write in my my journals and I don't think a lot of people hand write anymore nowadays, but when you hand write stuff it's that bilateral stimulation that goes on in the brain that helps us you know reprogram and so I encourage people all the time uh to hand write and it it doesn't matter if you're spelling correctly or making complete sentences. Yeah, you can just be like, today sucks! Explanation (laughs) point, explanation point, explanation point. And I feel like crap. But as you start going through the process, it it does evolve. Yeah, Yeah, and i noticed uh, in our conversations and
0: uh, going through the information on your website and learning more about Circle, there's a vocabulary around your work that I really find appealing. It really resonates with, and it starts with the name of your coaching practice, Conscious Puffy. That to me evokes something really powerful. How did you arrive at that name?
1: Um, well, long story short, there were all the names I had picked—you know, the domains are already taken, right? <laughs> so, process of elimination. But I also feel like I was guided to it. You know, like, I was like, what is this really about? And it's about bringing awareness, bringing awareness to the presencing and the mindfulness and the self-care and all that it entails. And so that's what conscious means, to be aware. And I think we live in, I don't think, I know, we live in a very busy world. And we don't always take the time to be aware of what's going on. And I just feel so strongly how important that is when we're working with horses. They're, you know, they're big, over thousand pound animals sometimes, and they could hurt us or kill us if they really wanted to. And I know that I'm probably getting off a little bit, but it bring me back to the consciousness is that, like, I know the times when I've had accidents, I was not in the here and now i was not aware of what was going on around me or i was talking on the phone or doing other things and so the conscious part is just just foundation of the the awareness work everything about conscious hoof beat is about awareness and the hoof is because you know it's about horses for us lifestyle horsewomen us really hardcore lifestyle horsewomen that our life revolves around horses There, are our heart and our soul and our, they're part of our deepest, darkest innards. And so the the hoofbeat is just a play on heartbeat. And and it, yeah, I'm glad it resonates with you because it, it resonates with me too because that's what my life is about. I love
0: it. And uh, of course, you, you know, I'm always expecting some profound answer to these questions. And then often it is like, well, it's that my other choice was taken. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> Conscious hoofing. I'm glad. I'm glad that the other domains were were taken because I think you arrived at something that really embodies your message. I have to share uh, when I first learned about conscious hoofing. It reminded me so much of how, even though I've ridden horses since I was five years old, it wasn't until probably my late 20s, early 30s, that I had a trainer who really made me like you know walk your horse and Know where every foot falls, like just walk and think. One, two, three, four, left hind, left four, right hind, right four, until you just know exactly where your horse's feet are under you at any given moment. And you know, later when I was as a trainer and I was giving riding lessons and I would, you know, try to have students think about like, okay, where is that foot when you ask for the transition? Where where what foot do you want? And where do you want it to ask for the canter and so many riders adult riders you know who've been riding for years were like i don't know where my horse's feet are like how do you ride if you don't know where your horse's feet are um you can obviously some people do it for their entire career but it's not safe like you need to know where your horse's feet are to know keep them safe keep yourself safe and to you know have a good quality ride so to me, that conscious heartbeat really made sense because that was a turning point in my riding, but also made me be present, right? Going back to our um, earlier point that when our horses kind of demand that of us, that we're present with them, if we want to really have the type of relationship that we all hope for. So one of the things you talk about in Circle is empowerment. And I'm curious, how do you think women empower themselves, and how does it make them better women?
1: I feel that women empower themselves by doing the inner work, by getting clear on what's going on inside of them. Um, it, it it's the process of becoming stronger and more confident, especially like in controlling one's life, and I, I feel that women don't always feel in control because like I mentioned earlier, they're taking care of everyone else. So by honoring yourself and saying, I'm giving myself this time every month to participate in circle, that's empowerment in itself. And then the, the process of the the work in the circle just becomes even stronger in the empowerment. It's, it's just ways of, of supporting and taking responsibility for yourself and again it brings awareness which helps increase autonomy and your Mm self-worth like we we as women i i we i feel like we come from this like society of like competition right so much ego is involved in competition and we we don't learn this in school. I didn't learn it from my, my mother to, you know, honor myself and and have the self-worth. And, and we all have these, like, what you could say is, you know, sisterhood wounds or this wounding around relationship with other women, whether it be competition in the horse world or I can, I can remember going back to times in high school, girls can be catty and mean to each other and we have a lot of wounding around that and which in turn creates trust issues um and yeah like i've I've seen it in circle there was you know there was a woman that there was a fellow horse trainer in her area and and there was all this competition and stealing her clients and stealing her borders and we I've been in the horse industry in several facets over my entire life, and I've seen it. I know what that's about. And so when she was able to come to the circle and process that wounding, that empowered her and empowered her to go back to her business and, and be okay with herself and, and let that go.
0: There's all those great, great vocabulary again that I always, get from you and when i when i walk away from you i really feel like i have this armor of words around me now to go out and and tackle the the world you know becoming stronger having autonomy knowing my self-worth it's just really affirming i think for any horsewoman uh even even when we feel like i'm in control i'm balanced life is good i'm doing my inner work it's still really valuable to hear somebody reflect that to you and then the times when you are feeling like oh I I am feeling wounded or I am dredging things up or I am facing or tackling a lot of challenges right now and I need support from my circle um, then I think that's just uh, correct me if I'm wrong but I think that's one of the things about your approach and having a circle that fascinates me is that Women can come into that circle where, from wherever they are and there's going to be somebody on the circle who is feeling strong and motivated and powerful and is going to model that and there's going to be other people who are needing to draw from that and you just have this nice continuum of like, I can show up wherever I am and tap into all those different bodies and, and processes that are going on. Um, do you find that to be the case?
1: Mm-hmm. Um, absolutely and that's what circle is all about and in circle you know in circle there's no beginning and no end right we're all equal i i am just a facilitator and a co-leader with the divine right and, there, and we come together as equals. and yes every life has its ups and downs there's going to be weeks where you're having a bad week there's going to be weeks when you're having a good week and that's when we people who are having the good week lift up the people having the bad week and the next next time it might be you know flipped and that yes that's the beauty of it
0: you know we we hear a lot about being fit in order to be better riders you know being very body aware in order to have the types of horsemanship that we want and and how being aware you know having that mindfulness is really important but Um, we don't talk a lot about or I don't hear a lot about the inner health uh, aspect of being a lifestyle horsewoman and that's really what you work with and that's your approach so um, how do you think that inner health of our own improves the health of our horses
1: well I'm going to back up a step and just talk a little bit about how, you know, self help books and stuff are super popular right now. But the reality is is people don't want to do the work. They it's 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 a lot of work and it requires us to walk through our pain. And our Western society doesn't teach us to walk through our pain and feel our feelings and allow ourselves to process it. Our society says, here, take a pill. Um, buy a tub of Ben and Jerry's and go binge watch something on Netflix, right? That's why why over 60% of our population is overweight and or obese. That's what we're taught. So I I see it all the time. I used to train horses professionally and I saw a lot of drug use in people and the horses. I saw a lot of abuse. I saw I, I saw a lot, right? And there was, I don't know why, I call it divine intervention. I just woke up one day and was like, this is not the world I want to be with in, in this way because I, I want to have a connection with these animals. I don't want them to be robots and go around and walk trot canter, and give them drugs and do whatever it takes for a blue ribbon to fulfill my ego, right? Okay. Because that really wasn't filling my soul. And I had to learn a new way of being with horses. And that awareness, you know, the horses are always talking to us. It's just a matter of, are you listening? And my, my horses, you know, it's one thing when you're like a trainer and working with other people's horses, and that was another one of my issues, is I get attached because I connect, I connect with them. And But now that I have my own horses and can do it my way, not because we have to get a blue ribbon or be ready for that horse show. And it's just a whole new, beautiful process. And when I listen to them, they tell me, we all know this is not new information. We know horses mirror our emotions, right? That's all about all a lot of the equine assisted work is about. We we, we know this, right? So why would you not want to learn how to show up for your horse in The way your horse wants you to show up. Your horse doesn't want you to show up all frantic in the barn and full of nerves and uh, angry because your day was bad. And 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 to me, it's a part of an emotional maturity. Like we we can. It's a choice. We could choose to take our frustrations out on our horse and have a crappy ride, or we can choose to learn to um, self manage and control and self regulate our emotions and. And Show up for the horse differently and that horse is gonna mirror it. So it's really like what do you what do you want? What are you looking for? And I does that answer your question?
0: (laughs) It does and of course as everything it leads me to other questions, but uh, I just want to I agree with you and I just want to say like I I am glad to have come to a point in my own horsemanship That I still love the blue ribbon and I still love competing uh, But to be able to find a way that you can do that, like you say, without having to rely on crutches or having to, um, I, I, I hesitate to use the word sacrifice, but I think that would resonate with some people. But having to sacrifice the horse in order to achieve a goal, I think there's ways still to be a competitive equestrian where you and the horse are finding what you want to do together and getting the goal together. And it's a lot more rewarding. It might not happen as fast. It might not happen, you know, it might not appeal to your ego in the same way, but you can still have the same joy. For me, uh, you know, I competed in 100 jumpers for, for many, many years. And for me now, my activities with my hunt club give me that same kind of adrenaline. It gives me the same joy of going out and jumping and, and speed thrill. And, Uh, and but my horse who who loved competing in the ring and was very successful is a different horse out in the hunt field because that is just joyous he's with his other horses he you know just outdoors and and it, it is a very different feeling to be present with him in that way and then it can allow me to come back to competition with a healthier approach or a healthier attitude um, and also to be okay with maybe I'm not going to compete this year the way I did five years ago. Maybe our goals are either smaller or uh, uh, more realistic. And it definitely was a comfort to me this year, I think, for a lot of competitors living through COVID and having shows canceled and stuff. It, it really kind of rocked their their foundation because they identify themselves as competitors what am i going to do if i can't go through the in gate well you're just going to change the relationship with your horse your horse is still going to be there every day you're still going to do things with your horse you're just not doing the things you programmed yourself to do for every um show season so uh it'll be interesting to me to see kind of the awakening uh amongst horse women when they have have taken a season off
1: accountability that because it's so easy to get off track. So easy. I do it. I get off track. That's what, I, that's what I love about the Horse World Connect Mastermind. It's, as, a, as an entrepreneur and somebody who works from home, it's a lonely road. And here's the thing is like, even though we are more connected now than ever in, in this world of technology. We are more disconnected and lonely than ever. Depression rates are at an all-time high, and so it's not—it's not just like, oh, a business mastermind. And I think a lot of people think business when it comes to that. It's about life mastermind. You know, it's about enriching like-minded, hearted, and spirited people's lives by coming together. And that's what I feel I do—a little different. It's From a heart space
0: yeah as women we kind of know like mastery is a journey it's not a you don't get a certificate you just keep working 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 and sometimes the work gets easier sometimes it's harder but
1: uh, it's about self mastery right
0: mm-hmm. like you don't
1: you don't you don't show up and somebody tells you how to be the master you have to learn how to be your own master and that's where that inner work comes in yeah
0: that's great it, 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 and to kind of wrap things up it brings me back to an earlier point when you were talking about empowering and, and you know, taking, taking your power and um, being in, inside yourself uh, I have a, a, had a trainer that I rode with for a while who um, was a very well known tri- trainer and one day she walked into the ring and she stood in the middle of the ring for a few minutes and then she said to me this is what I see about you I have been in the lounge watching you ride for the last 40 minutes and you're a beautiful rider and you're very connected to your horse. And I walk into the ring and within three minutes you fall apart because you give me your power. Mm -hmm. Don't give people your power. You know, if you go into the show ring, don't give the judge your power. You are there for your horse and your responsibility is to your horse. And if you are not taking your power to, to assist that, then you're letting your horse down. Uh, and you're not going to get the blue ribbon you deserve because you're letting the, the judge ride your horse. You're letting the trainer ride your horse from a distance. You're on your horse. Stay on your horse and st- be, the, be the rider that you are. And that was a really powerful message for me. So. And how do professional horsewomen and lifestyle horsewomen reach you?
1: Real simple conscioushoofbeat.com. You can email dir- me directly at conscioushoofbeatgmail.com. Dr. Maynard,
0: I really want to thank you for your time today, and I'm excited to share all this information with our listeners. I also Um, did not take the time to ask you about your your training and your background because I know that would be a completely separate (laughs) hour-long interview. You have a very impressive resume and I encourage people to visit your website at ConsciousHoofBeat.com and learn more about you, your background, all the things that you have done uh, in your work experience and your education. Um, Really a diverse person uh, and very well educated, and I know you bring all that to your work, so I hope people will take the opportunity to to check it out. Uh, Anything else you'd like to share with our listeners today?
1: Um, I just want to say thank you, Lola, and acknowledge you for all that you do with Horse World Connect and bringing us horse people together on all these different levels. It's beautiful, and I enjoy it, and encourage um, everyone to listen to the other conscious not just consciousness, but the other Horse World Connect podcast. There's a lot of great things going on with Horse World Connect. So thank you for making that happen for us.
0: Thank you. Yeah, it's a great joy for me as well.
1: Thank you for listening today, and we'll see
0: you in the aisleway.